Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 12. It's 12, right? Yes, 12. I should have checked first. 12. Episode 12 which of is per- the... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, which is a perfect synonym for what we have going on today. Yeah. One and the, two. Mike one and two. Mike A the, and B. The one-two punch of Chris yeah. and Nat. Um, yeah, so Ross is taking care of stuff for his wedding, and Tony is in wonderful Montreal, Canada. Yes, at the hostel, which I just learned what that was the other day. Yeah, yeah, I always heard of those movies, and I was like, I can't believe people still stay at those. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know those were a thing. I just, like, I just assumed that was like, oh, we hyped this up for movies. This is something that happens. I didn't know that was like a thing that you could actually, like, go and legally do. Yeah, it's I good mean, to know though. Yeah, apparently they're okay. He he stayed in them twice and he liked mm-hmm. them. Um, Christian, my friend, good friend Christian, who helps me on AP Drum, stayed at them a few times. Well, he stays at them pretty regularly when he goes and does uh, FGC stuff. Because my friend Christian, congrats to him. He just got a job, like a social media gig for some some league team, and he also got another gig commentating some Street Fighter stuff. So congrats to Christian. Nice. Nice, good job. From you know, being terrified in the back seat of my car to oh, that's, that's no not Christian. Better things. That's not Christian. Oh, he wasn't there for that. Christian is my Indianapolis homie. Oh right, right. Who we've played Minecraft with. Right, he was the one that I made him quit because I killed him. <laughs> he shouldn't have stole my gate. Yeah, yeah. He he made the choice. All right, yeah. he dug his grave. Damn. Now lay in it. Damn. So what's so what's your gaming <laughs> week been like though? Uh, good question. I played Overwatch. I finally got to Platinum. I don't played know if I mentioned over, that. Man. Congrats on Platinum. A little applause. I, I'm not actually going to applaud, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, that was like my whole goal of this season of Overwatch was to finally get to Platinum, and I did it. And mm. now that I'm in Platinum, I totally feel like I could get to Diamond, which nice. is kind of exciting. Because <laughs> uh, my play, like, it's weird. Like, I've always, like... Overwatch is one of those games, man, that I I could play forever. And mm-hmm. as frustrating as it gets, it's it's so fun still. And like I feel like the higher level competition, whereas in a game like, you know, League of Legends or StarCraft can just be so punishing. In a game like Overwatch, it really forces me to elevate my game. And it, I really feel like I kind of live up to it sometimes. It's really fun. It's really good. I like it. Um But yeah, I played Overwatch. Um we put the final say up for Nier on Monday. I finished that. Nice. You were there when I finished that. Um, the hell else? Uh, I got Bayonetta on PC. Played a little bit of that. Wrote something for that. And I played a lot of Fallout Shelter. Mm-hmm. Because that's on Steam. And it's fun. I knew it was on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam now. Right, cool. It was only on the Windows Store for a while, but now it's on Steam. Okay. So, and they're having a sale on lunchboxes, so I'm trying not to spend money. Yeah, I'm giving that up. I because like I played when I played Fallout Shelter when it initially came out, and I got really good at it. But there's like a like if when the game first came out, there was a cap where you got too big, and it really was just death claw after death claw like appearing, and it was just like you couldn't do much about it. It wasn't mean. It wasn't. Like maintainable after a certain point. I don't know if they changed that, but see, I'm the farthest I ever got because I used to play it on my iPad, 
Mm-hmm. And the problem was once I get to like 20, maybe 30 people, mm-hmm. uh, my game would always lock up. Mm-hmm. So anytime I loaded Fallout Shelter, uh, the game would just be frozen. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do anything. And <laughs> then I would restart my iPad and whatever. And I the problem was I spent money. Mm-hmm. And so it would keep locking up and I would have to uninstall the game and reinstall the game and then lose all my data and start over. That sucks. I spent money too, but I was playing on my iPhone and it, I didn't have that problem. I feel like I it, had like... It happened every single time. I, I started had like at least two, four, three worlds, but I, I, I already spent like $100 on that game. But I, Man, four different vaults. I had... I think my... Pe- like the most I had was like 50 people. I think I had the max at one point, like when the game first came out. But that was like a while ago. This was even before Pokemon Go craze. So. I mean, they they added a lot of stuff. Like now you can send people out on like quests and stuff. I don't and know. I if feel that like was you could before. have did that before. Maybe, but I it don't was know. very Maybe like I... limited. It was very like, oh, they're wandering in the wasteland and they going have to look like at this. well, no, no, no. You can send people out to the wasteland in the beginning, but now there's like there's like the o- I don't I think this is new because I don't remember it from back mm-hmm. then. There's the overseer's office. And so you can put that, and there's actual, like, quests. Like, there's daily quests, and there's, like, a series of missions. Like, there's one for, like, the Brotherhood of Steel. And so you send out parties of, like, three people, and you take control of them. And then, like, you navigate them through, like, other vaults and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And you get I some might, pretty good gear and stuff it from again. it. I, I still, think it's fun, and it's free. I might... No, I lost my phone. I think I had Fallout Shelter on, so... Damn. But, yeah, man, that sounds really cool. My my gaming week has been filled with Persona and Zelda, m- mostly Persona. That's pretty much it. Persona, Persona, Persona is what I've been playing nonstop. And I actually came up with a cool topic we could talk about this week, especially because we're we're a shorter person or two. Speaking of uh, Persona, I'm actually going to start uploading that uh, video. I did an nice. unboxing of the Take Your Heart edition. I'm actually very jealous. I'm a big fan of Atlas games. But yeah, I was gonna. I, I saw it in stock on Amazon, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna get the game anyway, so mm. I might as well do it now." Well, I was gonna say that, like, the topic. I didn't know how I was planned on wording initially, but yeah, like Japanese developers, like their weird quirks and how that like trends, like how that affects the gaming community. Because like, I feel like Japanese games, whether it's Persona. Or Daganropa, or like Bayonetta, just like the style that oozes from these games. It's like really, I feel like really affects gaming culture in a positive way. Like, you know what I mean? I just realized just I still like, don't know the password to the YouTube. It's cool, man. I mean, just don't say it on the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want you to have a Eureka moment and be like, oh, it's pineapples. And just like, <laughs> everybody knows the p- password now. But I was going to say, um, yeah, I just want to talk about some of your favorite, like, stylistically, like, Japanese games. Uh, Bayonetta. Bayonetta's <laughs> up there. Bayonetta's up there. Oh, I love great. Bayonetta. It's the only, like, I guess God of War still falls into that category. But God of War isn't really Japanese. No, I, I mean, but, like, in, in that style of gameplay. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to make is that's that was like one of the first games like that. Well, you noticed that like, I the enjoyed style like the stylized, heavy com you know combo heavy action games. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because like I liked God of War specifically, God of War Two, because God, that is one of the best games ever made. Um, but like Bayonetta was like flashy. It was intense. It was fun. It had personality. Has personality. Game's phenomenal. And then two mm-hmm. was even better. And it's a damn shame it's stuck on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that is a fantastic game. But like, like only reason I came up with this topic is because you were talking about about Bayonetta, and I've been playing Persona, and Persona might be making it in there for one of my like favorite stylized games. Like the art style, just everywhere around, just oozing in style. All the little details from the menu to like. The like speech bubbles to everything is stylized in such a way that like I haven't seen replicated too many times over outside of Atlas games. Yeah, which I'm is crazy. really looking forward to playing it because you know I, I keep saying it and I know it's not the same game, but like I really enjoyed my time with Tokyo Mirage, mm-hmm. um, and that was a That's really another very fun stylized game. Game, yeah, and that was really fun. And I put 77 hours into that game mm-hmm. because I chose certain side quests I had no interest in doing. There's a lot of backtracking in that game, which I didn't like because mm-hmm. it just wasn't fun to backtrack in that game. See, I really want to play Tokyo Mirage, but I don't want to prop up my Wii U again. My entertainment I'm, I'm really center. Hoping they, I'm really hoping they just port it mm-hmm. and are like, hey, we want to make more money on this, so we're going to release it on the Switch. You may release would, it digitally. I'd probably buy it. I would be inclined to buy it again if it was like mm-hmm. 30 bucks. They'll probably sell it for like 50 but if it mm-hmm. dropped in price, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll play that again. Because like my my entertainment system right now has my Switch, my PlayStation Four, and I have a space for my Xbox One. But I don't know if I'm gonna put it there because I barely play that shit. But but yeah, so yeah, Persona is really creeping in there. But I just wanted to name some other games that I'm like really like just I feel like inspired. Like I do a lot of graphic design work for the site and other stuff that really just inspired me. Graphic. Speaking of speaking of graphic mm-hmm. design work, I'm stretching and whispering. Mm-hmm. And now I'm yawning. Great. This is fantastic. Um, it's the triple whammy. We still need those YouTube things. Oh, I got you. We can yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> that other podcast image. But yeah, so uh, I was going to say, like, for the on record, my list of great games, uh, Jet Set Radio is, like, really up there for me. Style wise, that game is crazy. Like, and I just feel like it encouraged me as a kid to be like kind of artistic and do like cool shit because you could make your own graffiti tags in there and they were always rewarding as much time as you put in there. So the more time you put in there, the better it looked like it's like really cool. You have any other games that especially like particularly from like the Japanese design mind of like um, game design. Like there's a lot of games, you know, Japanese games that I like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I play a lot of, like, the especially flashy ones, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they don't have to be flashy. Well, no, like, I'm like... saying, like, I, you know, I really like games like Valkyria Chronicles, mm-hmm. you know? Um, do you know Azure Rev- Revolution's only $40? Did not know that. Yeah, I already pre-ordered it because it was, like, $40, and I wanted the Steelbook, and mm-hmm. I get the discount on Amazon, so I was like, screw it. I'm going to get the game anyway. Um I, I want a regular Valkyria Chronicles game again mm-hmm. after that. But hold on. Let me take a moment to flip through my collection. Well, also, like, Beautiful Joe is another one of those games from those, like, crazy design set. Uh, like, Okami is another one of them. Okami's, like, gorgeous. You know funny? 
all the games you're naming. I'm sorry, I gotta get closer to the mic real mm-hmm. quick. All the games you're naming, same guy who does Bayonetta. I know. <laughs> I know, but that's why it was easy transition, and that's why I was thinking about this list of like just great designed games, like uh, Catherine, one of my favorite games from last generation, also had crazy design. Uh, pers- I mean, uh, Phoenix Wright and all of those games from that series also has like really crazy design cues and everything. Like, but the pr- Phoenix Wright does it in a very different way, where it's very subtle. And you notice how like the menus pop up and the way everything is written is written like it's written on a typewriter, just like stuff like that. Really, like I just I just been noticing a lot more of the little details that go into games like that, especially because like some like lately I've been playing. You know, I feel like really made me realize this is when I was playing uh what you call it uh why am I drawing a blank right now Mass Effect. Mass Effect is really cool, and all the character designs are really great, but, like, any text you see on the screen and anything that isn't spoken just feels, like, de- like depleted of style. It's, like, it's yeah. kind of weird. It just no, feels, like, that. very bland and, it's like, oh, sterile. this is just here. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's no uh, more than it has to be, which isn't bad in a lot of cases, but it just it just made me think of how nice it was to see games that really took that into account especially going from a game like that to going to to near automata for a bit and then going into persona you're just like wow the style in these games is immensely like and it's crazy you know what's funny you know what's funny and i know a lot of people there's a lot of talk about near being very like artistic and stuff i thought near looked boring as shit i don't think they could have made the environments more dull Mm -hmm. i mean I've only played and the I'm, opening sequence. I'm being sequence. straight up, man. Like, dude, that's that's like it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that, and then there's like a city, and then there's like a forest. They're boring mm-hmm. as shit. Well, like, and I I like the game a whole lot, mm-hmm. but the environments are bland and boring. It's kind of depressing. Like, you think like games set in New York City are boring? Mm-hmm. Like, play near. <laughs> I mean. I was talking more environment wise, because like Mass Effect know, has one that, of the greatest environments. The, but that goes with the style, though. You know, yeah, it does. There's no like the characters have style, but there's no style mm-hmm. anywhere else. You know, right. the robots look okay. Um, you know, s- s- the enemies look okay. Uh, there's some cool things in the game, but like as an overall style, I was a little let down. To be if I'm being honest, I was more talking like where I was impressed with Nier was like the menu screen. I know it was very bland. But the little cues it has in it, like, from, like, the self-destructing and the way it's designed, like, it's designed to be kind of sterile. Right, no, I get that part. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking, Mm -hmm. like, the overarching style of the game I wasn't overall, I wasn't overly impressed with. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's funny because a lot of people are talking, like, you know, Nier's a super artistic game. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of people in love with that ladder sequence. Yeah. So if you're on Twitter or play with <laughs> played near, you know what I'm talking about. Dude, I got the trophy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a. But yeah, I just was thinking about recently, like a lot of games that really inspired me. Like Space Channel Five is another one. And there's just a, there's just a couple games that like stand out in my mind not a couple but a list of games and when i was thinking of that list they all tend to be 
from Japanese developers. That the style is just oozing from them. American title that was just oozing style was Second Son. That game was like just artistically really cool. Infamous. Yeah, Second Son. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. That's a, like that's another game. Like it's hard to explain, but yeah, that mm-hmm. game had a really good style. I think it was also because it was like a refreshing city. You know, mm-hmm. Seattle has some variety to it. Mm-hmm. But like all that the menus freaking, in that was really yeah. cool and everything else. Like because like. One of my favorite games this year is uh, what you call it, Horizon Zero Dawn. And Horizon Zero Dawn is amazing, but I feel like the menu system in that game is very bland, and it could be like kind of spruced up a bit. And while the like all the like HUDs look really cool and stuff, I just feel like when you're reading through like text and stuff, it's, there's nothing else. Like there's no personality. There's just like this is a wall of text. Yeah, I get and that. I feel like. Persona and like some like other games I was thinking of recently makes walls of text feel really like intimate. Like it's not just a wall of text. This is a stylized piece of thing you're reading. Like you know what I mean? I get that. I mean, you want to talk style? I mean, Overwatch oozes yeah, Overwatch style. Oozes you style. know, like Overwatch, everything. You know, like you know, that, that game, game is definitely crafted. I mean, in a different sense because every. <laughs> map like there's few maps and it's i i assume it's easier to do when you have a few controlled maps but the subtle changes from like updates that they implement is crazy and i don't want to take anything away from overwatch i was just saying that i assume it's a little easier doing it on that than in persona where the game is however many hours long you know what i mean absolutely but i feel like the the environments are all really good though no they're like, they're amazing they're, that's what i said i don't want to take anything there's a lot away of from it. there's a lot of like cool things in there and like mm-hmm. you know they what's cool that blizzard does is like they have the new event going right now you know mm-hmm. um cuz they just had arissa so like you know uh numbani the airport mm-hmm. where you start in as the attackers has like a bunch of destroyed omnics in it like security forces mm-hmm. just destroyed all over the place and then, like, the payload where the Doomfist glove was is broken, and the Doomfist glove is gone because Doomfist took it. Uh, they just did the King's Row uprising. So now King's Row is, like, spray-painted over and destroyed and shit. And, like, you know, they're doing stuff like that. And, like, they're kind of refreshing the levels. It was cool during the winter. King's Row was covered in snow. And it was, like, snowing while you played. It was night... During Halloween, it was, like, really dark and spooky. Like, mm-hmm. they do stuff like that. And, like, that's that's what I like about them is, like, they can keep that style going. And, like, they're not afraid to, you know, play with... You know, they're not afraid to make a map dark and spooky just because, oh, competitive, you know? They're like, fuck it. It's our, it's our vision, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a vision... That is a vision worth I mean, and that's, that's what I like about Overwatch because especially, like... Uh, like, I feel like, I think it was Donkey who did a video on it. He did a video on Modern Warfare 2 and why that's the best, like, Modern Warfare game, like, uh, Call of Duty game ever because it's the only what? one with colorful stages and stuff. No, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 sucked. No. The campaign sucked, the no, multiplayer the campaign, was broken. The can- no, he's talking about the, like... If you look at every other Call of Duty, like there's a video. I can't remember if it's Modern Warfare 2 or Are you or talking just one. environments or are you talking yes, the game itself? Just okay, environments. you didn't say that. You said Modern Warfare 2. He no, said it's the best Call of Duty. No, I, I said it has the, the environment. I was talking about the environments. And re- yeah, this is in the context specify. of this conversation, man. Nah, man. Let's stay on topic. Nah, man. You you said something You, didn't, totally you also different. didn't let me finish, man. You start interrupted <laughs> me immediately. Absolutely. 
I won't have the silliness was, on my podcast. He also, now, he also <laughs> was talking about, like, the bullshit of you spawning in and somebody shotgunning you in the back instantly and a bunch of other stuff. He also covered all the bullshit in my warfare. But he was Commando. talking just, just specifically on, like, how bright the environments was and then showing the environments of every other Call of Duty and how bleak and disgusting it is. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. But, you know, that's that's what I was talking about. I'm, t- I'm be talking about the art right now, you, man. You literally said, you literally said, you watched the Dunkey video where he said, no, Modern he was Warfare talk- 2 was talk- the best Call of Duty. Yeah, but you let me and finish. that was all you said. I was trying to finish. You interrupted me before I could finish the statement. You I was going to say environment you stopped talking. I didn't stop speaking. And then I interrupted you. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, they've already listened to it, so they could be the judge of it. But I'm just letting you know. I'm but letting yeah. you know. See, now you you made me lose my train of thought of what I was That's talking fine. about. That's fine. I'll just edit you out. It's fine. No, man. <laughs> Suddenly, Nat goes quiet for like 20 seconds in the podcast, and everybody's like, what the hell? I'll just edit it so it sounds like you're yelling at me. It's fine. <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds hasn't passed yet. How am I supposed to start speaking? Damn. Why, yeah, man? I don't, I don't know. I can't remember what else I was saying. I was just saying, yeah, I've been paying attention to a lot of really cool game, like design in games outside of gameplay. Yeah. That I just makes feel like Call of Duty really in general, feel. anything Modern Warfare doesn't belong in a conversation about style. No, but like that's the topic I was talking about wasn't talking about modern warfare. I was trying to say that like I was trying to I, I remember what I was trying to bring up now. I was trying to big up Overwatch and the only game that they have that's even close to being stylized is not even comparable on the same stage as Overwatch and how much personality it has and why it makes players feel like it feels fresh every time they play because they change stuff and they do cool stuff with the maps. That's the point I was trying to get to. But, you know. And that's why I brought up Call of Duty. Because I was going to talk about multiplayer maps. And just, like, how much effort Overwatch goes into it. But, you know. I lost my train of thought. Am I going to respond, man? I'm trying this password again. Because Ross said this is the right password. Hmm. Maybe there's a capital there somewhere. Oh. Oh. Damn. I know what I did. There was an exclamation point. Okay. I didn't think that was part of the password. Yeah, there it is, man. But yeah, man. That was it. That's all I want to talk about that. Oh, also... I started a new habit, I'm assuming. I, this Yesterday, I bought my first Amiibo. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see how addicted I get to these things. But I hate stuff, so I don't think I'm going to get addicted. And it's Link. It's, it's, the, it's the Link Rider Amiibo. He's on a horse. But... This this amiibo is very detailed. There's one part that really annoys me about this amiibo. Oh yeah, do tell. He has no facial features. Everything else is painted really 
nice and all the details from the Sheikah slate to his boots to the shield and his cape. All very detailed to his sleeves having the designs on it and the bottom of his shirt from his horse being painted down to the hooves and the platform. But he has no facial features. Like you look like if you shine a light into the hood. Because his hood is like kind of like draped over his face. Like his face isn't painted at all. Like he has no hair. It's just like I mean, a blank face. What do you face. expect though for a $12 figure? I, that it's I, most important quality is to attach, to like temporarily put it on your Switch. And then you like throw it to the other side of the room. No, you, you never need it again. People collect them. And no, you you get to use them every day, and that's what I was trying to do earlier. Was remember to get my bonus from this figure I spent fucking seventeen dollars on. It's fifteen dollars, but seventeen after tax. Seventeen dollars after you tax. buy it secondhand. No, I bought it new after tax. Right, they're it was usually $17. they're usually like twelve ninety nine. No, it was fifteen dollars, and after Is that one just was, more expensive than the others. I think all of them in Best Buy were fifteen dollars. Did they go up? I used to buy them for like twelve ninety nine. I swear to God. Uh, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying they were fifteen dollars. This is the first one I bought, and I had a Wii U, but this is the first Amiibo I bought, and I had a new Nintendo as well, like the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, I guess some of them are just more expensive because I see most of them at twelve ninety nine. Ryu twelve ninety nine at Best Buy. Uh, Pikmin twelve ninety nine. Kirby, twelve ninety nine. Oh, I just want, I just want some Zelda ones for for Breath of the Samus, Wild. Samus, twelve ninety nine. But yeah, man. So I picked up an amiibo. They have a bunch of know. clearance amiibos if you want them. Holy oh, shit! If they have some Zelda ones, link me. But I would say <gasps> they listed the Cloud amiibo. They're coming out with Cloud and Bayonetta amiibos. Nice. Oh my but, god! I want the Cloud amiibo so bad. But I want both yeah, of man. Them. I just was saying, I mean, don't spend your money like that, but you know, I just want to get how you feel on Amiibos, man. Bro, you are like in my ears. <laughs> yeah, man, this is a very sensual, intimate one-on-one podcast with Chris and Nat. Damn, halfgen.com. Are we just getting real close to the mic? Is that what's happening I mean, right now? I mean, you're really close to the mic. I just have You're really close voice. to the mic. I'm not close to any than I've ever been. It sounds like it. You know, You're very basic right now. I'm just here for you. The amount of bass. You just dropped the bass. <laughs> okay, yeah, that particular one is fifteen ninety nine. Okay. There's another Zelda one that's also fifteen ninety nine. Link me to the other one because I want another one. Just go to Best Buy and uh, do a Mebo. Well, wait, what other one? The specifically the other Zelda one. Mm-hmm. It's the bow one. You want the Archer one? Yeah. Okay, I just here. want the Zelda ones because it works with Breath of the Wild and specifically gives me better stuff. So, right. They apparently also have the um, Guardian in stock. That's no, that's, they don't. that's a little excessive. It's twenty bucks. I don't want that shit. That shit is wild big though. I'd have to place that somewhere in my room, and I don't think I'm ready for that yet. But yeah, so yeah, man. What else? What else do you want to talk about? I mean, I could talk about the home improvement part of our podcast if you want. Uh, no, we'll 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 save that for next week. Why? I, I might I might actually be purchasing a nest finally. That's okay. We'll we'll save that Damn. for another day. Damn, you just gonna cut off my nest stuff? Well, the other another case save after this. Podcast. Oh shit! They have the fuck podcast. it, dude. They have pro controllers in stock at Best Buy. Word. 
Word. And I don't particularly want one, but how much are they? Sixty-nine. Mm, Link me, maybe way I'll too purchase much money, it. But, but I kind of am interested. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Ikea later to be purchasing some cheap furniture for my house. Okay, so Nat's going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that later that was it. That was the whole thing. It's not Nest involved. My Nest, my home improvement part of the podcast has been all Nest related. just want to let the people know what I, what I was thinking about doing later today. I also have more stuff I want to talk to you about if you, if you don't want to interject anything. If I'll indulge you, I'm really thinking about buying this pro controller. Mm-hmm. So we all have switches. Yeah. As far as you, me, and Ross go. Mm-hmm. And everybody I've let play my switch has instantly said they want one. I feel like we've talked about this before. I don't. I don't know if we have. I'm having. Podcast, I'm having deja vu. Because this conversation, oh man. We've probably talked about me playing my we, co-worker's we Switch and wanting before. one. But oh, no, I, I, I haven't talked about Something letting like me this. somebody else play mine. Or you've talked about it while I wasn't on the podcast. Maybe, I don't know, man. I just feel like this sounds super familiar. <laughs> mm, you know, but it's it's okay. We're going to be playing on podcasting for a long time. Topics are going to arise again. As long as they're from a different perspective, it's okay. Oh no, it just bothered me when I heard it. I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> I'm just you know, you have know. that deja vu, and it's just mm-hmm. like, dude, like, it's like your brain is just like, "Wait, art, what's happening? Where am I?" I, <laughs> I just what, want to know what's the date. What's the date? No, the year. <laughs> no, man, I moved, and sometime I wake up and I feel that way when I wake up and I look around, like, "Where the fuck am I?" But you know, yeah. So, oh. Gen. <laughs> yeah so so yeah i just want to know if you have you've had that personal experience of like people playing your switch and instantly wanting one uh no nobody has played my switch not even me damn i have played less than two hours of games on my switch damn man you just just enjoying wasting that money man i just it's i'm comfortable just having it <laughs> Damn, I mean, if that's how you feel, I've got you know. I've got other games I want to play first, and it's just like I I had the gadget lust. I wanted the switch. I got the switch. It's there. I just got a case for it. So I I'll need to get a case. Everyone is everywhere. Like physical store is sold out of switch cases. TJ just so, found one at Walmart yesterday. I, pay, I or the other day I paid him back. It's one of the Zelda mm-hmm. ones, like the mm-hmm. blue one with Link's face on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. It's I nice don't case. want that one. I just want the plain one. But they're sold out of even the tacky ones, like the tacky, ugly Mario one that's red and blue. They're sold out of every case. So that means they're shipping less cases than they are shipping Switches. Well, they're also selling more copies of Zelda than they're selling Switches, so... That's that's wild. Yeah, there were more copies of Zelda sold in the U.S. than Switch units. Hmm. They said a lot of it, Nintendo said a lot of it is people buying the game twice, once to play it and once to have like the collector's edition, mm-hmm. which is exactly what Ross did. <laughs> Ross likes wasted money. I, no, I mean, dude, you know what? That's that's yeah. what he wants. No, it's, it's not fine. wasting money if you want to do it. It's fine. And it's, it's fine. And as long as it's not actually wasting money. Like, you know, if it's Zelda, cool. If you're like, yo, dog. 
I want the glasses from the Call of Duty Collector's Edition, I'm going to be like, yo, dog, lose this number. <laughs> I almost did that with Persona, because when you told me they still had it in stock, and I went on there and looked, like, I can't do this. I can't yeah, do but this. Like, but that, that's good, though, because it's like, it's got, it's, it's, it's fairly inexpensive. It's got a bag. It's got a CD. It's got the game, the steel book, the I art book. I know you such a baller, plushy. dog. Dude, like, I that's know worth you were it. such a baller. I mean, it, it is worth it. Don't get me wrong. I like, but I can't in the right mind do that when I have other stuff I should be buying. Like right. nests. But you know. But I mean, like, you know, if you're passionate about it, yeah, man. what you got to do? There was something else I wanted to bring up. Oh, what I want to bring up is on the podcast, too, so the two listeners we have, I want to know. Me and you. <laughs> just you and me. Yeah, I think that's right. There's only people who listen to it. So I guess, yeah, this is the perfect place to have it. Uh, how would you feel about me writing about music on Half Gen? What do you mean? Like music, music releases, like the new Kendrick Lamar album. Absolutely not. Absolutely not? No offense to you. Not no, our focus fine. whatsoever. That's cool. That's I'm what I was not. I'm, we are. Ross and I are so, like, it's not you. It's just so we are focused. It's games, you know, like the moment we start to deviate from that, we start to lose focus. Everything gets out of control. And those games. This is why (laughs) I asked, how would you feel about it? Because I'm going to start writing about We'll work on securing the rights of music gen. (laughs) Rap gen.com. Not school. You don't have to do all that. I could start something. Something else, like I could still do Ape Drum or I have like some other things. Like I want to do like a little magazine with some of my friends. I just want to know how you felt about it because I I do want to contribute. That was probably that was probably a little meaner. Gen. That was a little meaner than I wanted it to come out, but like I just got to nip it in the bud. Oh, man, like cool. I I I gotta like because like there was a split second where I was like, oh cool, and then I was like, no 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 no. That's cool, but this I, is why I'm asking, and yeah. I didn't just no, post no, no, an article about music. No, 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 music, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it like that, but I'm just like, now I'm just thinking back to like, you know, that was the thing when we did those gaming nerds, is like, you know, we, we started writing about movies, comics, anime, and then mm-hmm. nothing got done anywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel you, but the, like I said, this is why I asked, instead of yeah. just jumping out the window and doing it, because... And I assumed the point of the website was focused on games, and I just wanted to know. There's you nothing else to write about music of, in games. Yeah, that I'm would work. Not particularly yeah. fond of See? doing that. See, you just—it's your needs, not mine. See. <laughs> I mean, not see. It's just re- recently I've been having a lot of thorough conversations because I work in Williamsburg, and that like if people don't know, that's where a lot of like hipster not hip, not just hipster but music based like websites like a lot of people work there and in, in like the cafe I work at there's been a lot of people I've been having a lot of music conversations with them and a lot of people have been telling me I should start something like that and I've just been like you know what I probably should and I'm, I, that's one of the projects I want to get on maybe this summer start writing more music based stuff or maybe do some YouTube stuff like retroactively like looking back but I don't, I don't know. I'm just still figuring out the kinks of this. Any possibility still on the table aside from it being on half gen at this point? Yeah. No, it's just that. We, 
I gotta keep that focus. I gotta. Nah, stay. it's. I don't know. I don't know why you feel so bad about it. This is why I asked you. Well, because I was a dick when I first responded. <laughs> I mean, that's I not out like, of the I, normal. Was... You're kind of a dick all the time, man. Damn, I'm joking. <laughs> all right, this is Nat's last episode. Uh, everybody damn, say damn, you're just perpetuating the joke I had. This is Nat's last episode. Damn. And, uh, you know, we appreciate your service. Go die in a fire. You know what? This has been a good run. It's been a good run. I could go start. I should. I could go start race gen with Tony. God damn it! Stop it! Stop it! What do you mean? I thought for once it wasn't going to happen. I was incorrect. You threw it left. Incorrect. So I threw it right. Uh, Alt right. Damn. Damn. All right. <laughs> this Man. is the second worst podcast we've ever done. This is not the second worst. I feel like <laughs> I was trying to have some very serious conversations. I put on the serious voice and everything. I know, and but then you started talking Call of Duty, and I know the, I understand the context now. But man, I mean, you can we talk for a minute? Can window. we talk for a minute? You know what? We're going to talk for a minute about Call of Duty. Okay, I, mean, I, I right? have this whole listen. hour clear before I go to IKEA. Because listen, all right, I don't just hate Call of Duty. Okay, mm-hmm. but. Call of Duty, a franchise, overall not very good. Yeah, let's talk about it. How do you feel because, about Call of Duty? Listen, Call of Duty 1, it's whatever. Not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty 2, so we're talking about really yeah, talking good. About originally. It was really good. Okay. Call of Duty 2. Call of Duty 2. Can't remember one on like which 360? one was that. Like a two. 360 launch title? The World uh, War II yes. one? Like I the, remember. Yeah. That but thing I more legendary. remember... Three because that's the one I had for my 360. Three, the one where I you liked, could ride in the sidecars and stuff. I liked the cool. campaign in three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked three. Like it was, I liked three because at the time it wasn't cool to hate on Treyarch. Mm-hmm. I liked three because I couldn't. I didn't really know it, at the time how different it was than two. Mm-hmm. But then four changed everything. Yeah, four set the standard. But I went back and played the remaster of four. Four is not all that good. Well, four is a four time was and place good. Thing. Four was good in context. Mm-hmm. In at its time, four was amazing, and four's yeah, not four as good anymore. Well. Two, uh, World at War was fine. Um, not a fan of World at War. I'm not a fan of Treyarch developed Call of Duty games because at the time they. I were, used to know the differences. I don't really. They were very heavily like player awareness based. Mm-hmm. So like. The AI would just know where you were at all times, and they would only take shots at you. Mm-hmm. And like, so you could be behind cover, and the moment you popped up, there'd be like three dudes shooting you in the head. And like, oh, Call man, of Duty Four had good. some of it, but it was never as bad. The 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 Infinity Ward games were never as hard because they were more fair. I mean, you just got to get good, man. Because they were a better developer at the time. Yo, man. Treyarch has since gotten better. No man, sounds um, like sounds like there's a hidden agenda being pushed here, telling people to go buy. Thought you sounds like black. Thought you was gonna fill in the blank. Dun, wow, dun, dun. Freudian slip. Dun dun dun. <laughs> but okay, anyway, I actually can't remember the name of the game right now. The EA developed. But- uh, Medal of Honor. The game? No, the game that you keep that we keep joking about. Uh, Ross not finishing. 
Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, yes. Yeah. The secret yes. agenda pushing um, Titanfall. No, because that game's actually good. Um, so then Modern Warfare 2 comes out, and it was okay. Um, I, you know, the story, it, 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 it's, it's plausible if you, well, it's more plausible today than it's ever been because mm-hmm. the whole story bases itself on like complete American incompetence mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, we lost our Wi-Fi password and thought, oh, well, they won't guess it. So we won't change it. You know, we lost a paper that had our Wi-Fi password. We're not going to assume that they'll find it, so we're going to leave it the same. And then they didn't, uh, or they did find it, and then they stole our Wi-Fi. Except in this case, they bombed Washington, D.C. And just the whole idea of this, like, yep, and super incompetence. And I'm not, like, some gung-ho, like, oh, my God, America or die. America! Fuck yeah! Um... (laughs) But dude, like it was just like playing that game. I was like, for you know, to you have to imply a certain level of stupidity mm-hmm. for that to work. Yeah, and like you know, all these it people are like, "Oh god, this is so real." And like, I get it, but we're then, jumping like, it, the shark immediately. Yeah, and it's like we're just going way left field, and mm-hmm. we're just gonna go super. Just I mean, the you opening know, sequence for that game was you shooting up an airport. The game just wasn't that exciting. Honestly, like Call of Duty 4 was better. The multiplayer had a lot of problems. The grenade launcher spam, mm -hmm. as much as commando, as much as as much as retrospectively, I recognize Modern Warfare 2 is a piece of shit. I had a lot of fun playing Modern Warfare 2. I did get the platinum trophy in Modern Warfare 2 because veteran mode was easy. Um, but not even that. I just had a lot of fun playing that game with friends. Like, Modern Warfare 2 was the game that killed call of duty for me because i played modern warfare 2 i skipped black ops i tried to play black ops i couldn't so i ended up skipping it i bought modern warfare 3 but zane actually played it i didn't play it i made him play it on veteran to get me the platinum trophy my last my last Um, call of duty game was modern warfare 2 but just because like I wasn't in as much of a let's play with friends anymore because modern warfare 2 came out like my not what's the year after freshman year in high school sophomore sophomore I that was sophomore year of high school playing that having lots of fun yeah but I That's skipped strange. I skipped black ops 2 completely I did I didn't play the multiplayer because I didn't care I really enjoyed the campaign for ghosts call of duty ghosts you mean call of duty dogs that was really good. Like, if you can get past the first, like, third of that campaign, that's actually one of the best single-player stories Infinity Ward has ever made. You mean Call of Duty Dogs? Yes, it was really good. Um, like, you know did, you ever play, did you ever play the whole campaign, though? No, I told you, last... Oh, my God. Dude. The last uh, Call of Duty game I've had was... You can get it for, like, warfare. $2 now. I'm, I don't care. I'm not buying it's, it. It's actually worth it. It was really good, and it had a great ending. Um, So uh, the, then, what I played I, that. Before you move on from Ghost, do you know the big controversy that was happening around Ghost? Do you remember this? A lot of people don't remember this. Remember, because Call of Duty Ghost added dogs. Oh, yeah, all the dog killing. But, no, that wasn't the controversy, the big controversy that people don't remember. There's oh, will, another do- controversy. will the dog die or not? No, the controversy was oh. they also added something else in that game. I don't remember. I don't know what Female you're talking about. Female characters. 
Oh. And stupid people got so upset that it was like, oh, you think females are on the same level of dogs? You added females the same time you added dogs? This was a genuine controversy that was happening in the gaming world. I don't remember ago. that at all. It was stupid. It was so stupid, but yeah, that was that was a controversy. Regardless. I um, mean I mean definitely perpetrated by like people like uh the whatever that chick name is, female. Definitely Fatale, perpetrated whatever. by the right wing Republicans. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think actually more like crazy feminist people. Like I guess the right term would be alt right feminist people or like like I don't know what the word would be, but like that same level of stupidity, just Moving on. people who hide under the veil of feminism to, you know, be crazy. Moving on. Yes, let's move on. Um, Advanced Warfare was okay. That was pretty good. Um, the Black Ops Three, I didn't play at all. And then I bought Infinite Warfare because I was like, this seems like a really cool concept, and that game was so boring I had to stop playing it it was just so boring I oh think, my I definitely God. think you are in the minority of people who still play Call of Duty I'm not anymore like dude it's like because I, I, I haven't I mean not Call many. of Duty I meant Call of Duty like like campaign modes yeah but like they were getting better for a while Advanced yeah, Warfare was a tell. pretty good one um, Ghost was excellent like, the whole second half of the Ghost campaign might be the best Call of Duty campaign ever. Because, like, I don't play It was incredible. Much. I mean, I don't play Call of Duty at all. But people I know who do, like, Christian's little brother still play Call of Duty and stuff. And when they play, I don't think they've touched the campaign. They just head straight into multiplayer and don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Excuse God me. bless you, sir. Dude, but for real, the ghost On campaign. This Easter Sunday, the ghost campaign is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like the whole just second half, it's a ride, dude. Like there's this part where like you're sneaking into this base in South America, I think, and like you know you're disguised as those guys, and like the power goes out. You know, you guys knock out the power. You're running through the base in the dark, disguised and shit, and people are like, I don't know if they're bad or not, and like you know, and then you escape. And then there's this whole thing where they bring back, like, the armored units, dude. Oh, my God. So you're rolling around in, like, these future tanks. And, like, it's, like, high-speed tank action. And you're rolling on this airfield. And, dude, like, I'm telling you, like, this is the most, like, it was so intense. It was amazing. I can't, like, I can't do this sequence justice. It was so good. Like, you're rolling on this airbase because they have these missile defense platforms. And at the beginning of the game, you lost this space station. That's also a missile defense platform thing. So, like, you're on the ground trying to, like, disable their control over it. And then it's going back and forth between this tank team that's just rolling on this strip to the team in space that's going through, like, the space and shooting dudes trying to take back this station so they can launch missiles at the ground to destroy this airbase. So you're rolling in the tanks and you go up and you're like high speed gun action floating through space and shit. And it's like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. And then you get control and like, I know I'm explaining this all really fast, but this is like how I remember it because it was just so crazy. And like, and then intense. you get control of the missile platform and you start launching these like massive missiles at the field. And like, you're in the tank still. 
and like your tank gets destroyed. So you like, you gotta bail out. You gotta sprint. You gotta get in another tank. And then you gotta book the fuck out of the area of effect. So you're like racing. They're like, we gotta go. We gotta go. The missiles are coming in. T minus 10. And like, you're just racing out. That is Call of Duty. Like if that, that is like boots on the ground, Call of Duty action. And Ghost had that shit. And it was so good. Like that's the shit they should be doing. That was intense. I mean, the problem like, is... everything about that, if they could take that and make a whole campaign that was as exciting as that, like, those couple missions I talked about, it would be, like, the premier, like, single-player shooter experience. There would be nothing better. I think a, a big problem with that is that, unfortunately, nobody plays Call of Duty campaigns, so I don't think they're, they've... But they keep they... making them. Yeah, I feel like they keep making them as a, like, hey, we do this. And you could tell they don't put much effort in because how shitty they become. No, they put effort in. Trust me, they put effort in. Because they want, because they know people are getting tired of the multiplayer. And because there's a big push on narrative in gaming. Why do you think Infinite Warfare, all the trailers were around the single player? You know? The reveal was around the single player and everything, you know? It was like, excuse me. Everything they show is about the single player because they want to show that, like, Call of Duty is more than just kids dropping N-bombs online. Because there's a stigma around Call of Duty multiplayer. So the only way for Call of Duty to continue to sell dominating amounts of units is to appeal to players who aren't interested in the multiplayer. You do that by crafting a premier single player campaign. I've calmed down. But now I just want to play the ghost campaign. And then the ending, the ending of that game was fantastic. It was a great ending. And then they made Infinite Warfare, which ruined the ending of Ghosts because it completely ignored it. Mm. I might give this next one a try because it's supposed to be World War II again. But my expectations aren't very high. Mm. So they're jumping on the battlefield bandwagon. Well, no, I mean, that's what people want. People are tired of modern shooters. They're tired of future shooters. Well, I think it's time to go back to World War II. And Battlefield went World War One. Yeah. But, but man. Like, it feels like they're jumping on the bandwagon. They was like, yeah, they got World War One. We're going to get World War II. <laughs> like, man, I'll tell you, though, like, Ghosts I only bought because I wanted games for my PS4 when it came out. And that was probably one of the best games I played in the first year of owning a PS4. And that's no disrespect to that game. That's not like, yeah, this game. Even Call of Duty was one of the best games. It's like, that was just a damn good game. And I'm so disappointed that they just, like, dropped it. Because they left, like, a really good cliffhanger. Oh, so good. It was a satisfying cliffhanger. I definitely ending. feel like and you know how hard that is to do. The people that would. No nah, man. Play Call of Duty Ghosts campaign and then come back at me. Not you, just everybody. Yeah, come I'm at me. Say, I'm then. not saying you have a valid, valid point. I'm just saying that I don't think anybody cares enough to actually go play it. I think because I definitely don't care enough to go and play it. Man, it was so good. I believe you. Like I can, I can still remember playing that part. That's how good it was. I played mm-hmm. that in like 2013. Somebody, somebody in uh, in Affinity's Ward office is 
not listening to this, but their sense, their senses went off and it was like, somebody finally gets it. Dude, I've gotten it since 2013. Like everybody was talking shit about Call of Duty Ghosts, and I was like, "Did you play the single player?" <laughs> Everybody's like, "Oh, this game sucks." And blah blah. I'm like, "Did you play the single player? Mm-hmm. It's great. This is the best game since four. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like multiplayer experiences are taking not. I don't want to say a hit. But they're taking a weird turn as far as designs go because it's like right now it's a weird place because you can't put out a shitty multiplayer experience because they're games like Overwatch and they're like multiplayer communities like the League of Legends community and all these other places that are crafting experiences that are hard to compete in. I think that's the thing, though, is like people aren't worried about multiplayer anymore because... Like, I, I use as an example uh, Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. the New Order. Um, no multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, we could spend these resources to make a multiplayer game that people are... Because there are the juggernauts, you know? And Blizzard benefits from their from being Blizzard. That's why Overwatch is as successful as it is. If anybody else made Overwatch, if it was some no-name developer, and they made the exact same game... It would not have taken off the way it did, because, you know, they're they're just you know this no name developer. And they could have like they could have been the same team at Blizzard, and Blizzard could have like changed the name, and they could have tried to Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima it, and like Moby Dick Studios, you know, mm-hmm. and people would have been like excited, but it wouldn't have done it wouldn't have taken off like it did because it's Blizzard, you know, but like a game like Wolfenstein. They looked at it and they were like, well, you know, we can make this multiplayer experience that people are going to play for a couple weeks and then go back to whatever they want to play. And they were like, I we mean, can just take the time to make a dedicated multiplayer game in Quake and then we can make Wolfenstein a better single player game. And they succeeded extremely. Like, they, they, they far and beyond exceeded expectations because Wolfenstein is another one. That's, that's the thing with this generation, with this generation of consoles and, you know, the PC releases and stuff. This era of gaming have some of the best single player shooter campaigns you will find in the history of gaming. Stuff like Wolfenstein, Titanfall 2, in my opinion, Call of Duty Ghosts, as crazy as that sounds, like, those are premier single-player shooters. And when games that used to do it, like Halo, are dropping the ball, and then you've got these multiplayer-focused games that are actually trying, like, that that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. When a game like Halo 5 is as bad story-wise as it is, and then I can look back on Call of Duty Ghosts and say that was a much better campaign. You know, Titanfall 2 is so much better. Wolfenstein is so much better, you know? Yeah, the drop off even from like the from the Bungie trilogy to Halo 4 and then the further drop off to 5 it's just crazy it blows my mind but then we have all these other great single player shooters and it's fantastic I still haven't gotten around to Battlefield 1 but I keep hearing that one's really good too you know I myself have not played it so you know it's just crazy that these developers are finally like, hey, you know what? We can make a good single-player game in the shooter space. You know, we, we should we should try this. People might want to play it. And sure as shit, people want to play it. Because Wolfenstein was successful. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Titan, well, Titanfall 2 hasn't been yet, but... Wolfenstein, more... Wolfenstein is definitely successful because it's Blizzard. It's a title that existed already that well, still Wolfenstein had people Wolfenstein isn't wanting. Blizzard. I mean, not Blizzard. Uh, fucking... It's uh, Bethesda. Bethesda. And... Bethesda. Yeah. That's, I just, I just like, B, B, B. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I was just making sure. I was like, are you talking about Overwatch? Or... <laughs> And, like, then there's a game like Overwatch where people love the multiplayer and people want single player. There's, mm -hmm. like, where is the story? You know, we want it. We want it. Give us what we want. That game does a really good job of giving the story in context clues. But, like, Blizzard, that game definitely benefits from Blizzard being a part of it. But I I definitely think Overwatch is one of those games that's crafted with care. And it would have taken it would have taken a while. And they probably would have to put in way more resources than Blizzard is currently putting into Overwatch for it to be successful. But Dude, I have no Blizzard doubt that if putting in a lot of resources, no, I know Overwatch, Overwatch is not going to just sustain itself. You know, like I know, Blizzard what I'm saying has to is keep it exciting. If there was another developer that put that game, I definitely feel like it could also be successful. Oh not yeah, it would be successful. Level. I'm just saying, not to the extent that it is currently with Blizzard. It would not have. It wouldn't have sold 10 million copies day no, one. No, and I agree with you. I'm saying it would have taken yeah. them a long time to build that fan base and garner that respect for the community. And that's what I'm saying. Blizzard definitely helped, but I definitely don't I mean, think like, that's a knock yeah. at Overwatch. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like say Overwatch would also be successful. Just I, I clearly yeah. not as successful. I just say perfect comparison, regardless of what you think of, like, you know, the, but just in the sense of, like, style, game, Overwatch and Paladins. Paladins is free to play. I don't hear people talking I mean, about Paladins. Also, the problem with Paladins is it's a clear ripoff of Overwatch is a beloved game from the community. Uh, you know, but that that's debatable depending on who you talk to. I'm not getting into that conversation. But what I'm saying is it's a free alternative of an identical game for an identical game, you know? Mm -hmm. And nobody talks about um, Paladins with the same kind of passion people talk about Overwatch. Because regardless of who may or may not have copied who, mm -hmm. Blizzard built a universe. They built a game. Yeah. You know? I agree with you, but like... And and a lot of that is part of the fact that, you know, the Project Titan, you know? It, it was a game that they've been making for so long, and it's, it's amazing that through two failures, they made one of the best competitive shooters ever. It also helps you that know? Blizzard has the cachet to dump that kind of money into projects that might not be successful. It's not even that. It's like it, it. It's it's the faith they had that the source material they made was worth trying a third time. You know, like that's just a credit to them that they're so confident in their in their world building that they're like, we're gonna try this until it works. I mean, you're definitely right. No matter saying, what also, we have to do to get there, it also helps that they have the money to be yeah. able to do that. That's all I, I mean, you saying. can't you can't do that without the money. You're right. But it's still it's like you know how many developers like EA, they have the money. They can mm -hmm. make a game better. But two failures, you know that game's done, you know? Mm -hmm. If it and were also, a Mass EA, Effect game. I feel like EA doesn't have the intimacy cuz at Blizzard, while they're like a fucking billion dollar company, also, the team at Blizzard, because it's Blizzard Activision, and you can see the Activision department definitely acts the same way EA does. The Blizzard department has such faith in their employees that craft these universes. They're definitely a more intimate part of the creation process than, say, in, like, essentially a publishing company like fucking 
Activision yeah. or EA is. You know what right. I mean? Right, and that's that's mostly the point I'm trying to get at. But I mean, like, look at um even Bioware. You know, mm-hmm. they had that game they were working on uh that they announced a couple years ago. I don't remember the name, but remember they were working on that mm-hmm. four player co op game. I remember. And then they announced it, and then they canceled that version, and they were making another version, and then they canceled that, and they're like, "We're done. We're not making this anymore." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's 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 what I'm talking about. So like, they're they're a world builder developer. Mm-hmm. But a team like Blizzard was like, they they were like, we're going to do whatever it takes. We'll make this into a goddamn competitive shooter before we let this die. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, they took an MMO that they tried two times and failed, and they made it into a first-person shooter. A game they'd never made before. A genre they'd never made before. You know? They had very well, little experience. They went to Activision. They were like, Treyarch, you know, how, how do we, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not, this isn't the accurate full story, but I know they but had Treyarch very, help like, them. Yeah. tune like they're they're shooting and stuff but they go to these guys who have this knowledge and say look how can we make this I work? feel like this and then is a story it. that's been happening not in the same context but kind of like again and again in recent memory in the gaming community like look at Horizon Zero Dawn is a perfect example of that never making this kind of survival open RPG world game like Guerrilla Studios, that is going from yeah. Kill Zone over and over again, never having any experience to do something else. And like they had an interview, they had an interview with the head of Guerrilla is interviewing the, the guy who heads Naughty Dog. And they're just like talking back and forth about like the development process and everything. And it's really insightful. Just like, like, yeah, we didn't know where he was going with this game. Like, imagine like he's talking also about like originally because they only had. Like, essentially, Horizon Zero Dawn is success of them being willing to take chances because originally the design for Horizon was kind of the same world, but a linear story with guns instead of bows. And they realized these behemoths, <coughs> the Thunderjaw was essentially one of the first creations when designing the game. The Thunderjaw and the main character. I can't remember her name right now. Aloy. Aloy, yeah. And... Those were the first creations when they made the game and they were originally fighting with guns like remnants from the old world, but they thought like it did wasn't conducive of gameplay. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's just it's just so crazy that like, you know, these developers, they're making these kinds of games Mm -hmm. and like they're doing what they're doing and then they get out of that shell. Mm hmm. And, like, you know, Naughty Dog's another good example. You know, they made a very kid-friendly game in Spyro. You know, they grew up a little bit with their fan base with Jack and Daxter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they made Uncharted, which was a more serious tone, but still, you know, kind of lighthearted. And then, and like, they Spyro. take that Spyro. Wasn't, wasn't Naughty Not Spyro, Dog Crash? Uh, 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 crash, Crash, yeah, Crash. I was going to say, I didn't no, want to, like, make it a big crash. deal, but I was like, No, 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 you're <laughs> right, you're right, you're right. I can't remember why. I was talking with someone about Spyro yesterday. Because that was Insomniac, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Insomniac. They're a good example too, but not mm-hmm. to the same extent. Uh, I was talking Spyro with someone yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Spyro on the brain. That that. Funny enough, I thought of Spyro, and that's what made me continue this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, from Crash Bandicoot to Jack and Daxter to Uncharted, and then they made this really like serious, like emotional, mm-hmm. you know, heart wrenching game in the last. Yeah, because as while people like, like oh while- my god. Not to interrupt you, but while that, while Uncharted is a great crafted movie experience, it's nowhere name in the same ballpark as storytelling wise, as as what Last of Us, and that's not no Uncharted, knock at Uncharted Four is. 
I mean, I'm talking about like not. I'm not talking about Uncharted Four, but I'm talking about generally. I mean, if you're talking up historically to that point, up yes. to that point. Yes, and this is I not agree. a knock at the Uncharted series, but this is no, this is right. more you're of a right. just to show the progression from Uncharted to Last of Us and how much leaps and bounds they jumped to get to that yeah. point. And then, like, they take that, they take that incredible game they made, and then they kind of take the elements of Uncharted and they kind of put them together. And I think Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley are two of the masterminds of this industry because. I liked Uncharted games. I didn't love them. I really liked the story of The Last of Us. I didn't really like the gameplay all that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed the game, but I didn't have a lot of fun playing it. I, I, I am also a minority in that mm-hmm. regard. But I mean, that's Uncharted why they have 4, that cinema mode where you can watch the story because they realize yeah. what they had with that story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But re- regardless of that, Uncharted 4 was like the perfect balance. The gunplay was better. It still felt kind of loose, but, like, you could tell, like, you know, Nate had that experience, you know, so he he felt better to play as. And Mm -hmm. you have a story that's more serious in tone. You still got those lighthearted elements, but you start to kind of bring reality into it. The dynamic between Drake and Elena, you know, the the relationship they have and and how it's kind of just tearing itself apart. His brother comes back and, you know, there's, there's all this stuff, you know, nobody's sure completely who to trust, who not to trust, you know, and it's like they built this like incredible storyline that puts Hollywood to shame mm-hmm. because I felt so much emotion toward these people and the, the same different emotions from the last of us, but in the same ways where it was just powerful. And I felt for these characters. Mm-hmm. I cared. I was emotionally invested in and, an uncharted game. And why know? I think why it's good that you brought this up is because it goes back to world building. They made all the characters feel. This should have been the whole podcast. We're, we're, we got to we got we to gotta wrap it up in a couple minutes here. Yeah, but they <laughs> made ahead, world sorry. building feel important, and this is like essentially what we were talking about in different ways. This podcast, which was from the art style to the way the way Overwatch does it, subtly builds the world for these characters and difference between Overwatch and Paladins, and now Naughty Dog, which is like arguably at the top of just like complete world building in the gaming industry right now there aren't many other developers that are completing fully crafted from the art style to the story to the characters to the way it feels like stories like they're doing with the new uncharted and i'm hoping the new last of us game oh man like this this is going to be the test for them Mm -hmm. is can they follow up like they did it with uncharted but uncharted is a different beast Mm -hmm. can they follow up a game as legendary as the last of Mm -hmm. us and make it better but I recommend people that go and feel. watch the in the interview between the Guerrilla Studios head rep and the Naughty Dog head rep because essentially this is the only reason I get I have so much faith in the new Last of Us. The guy the guy who's been heading like all of these games to this point stuck stepped back from Uncharted and let like a smaller team in Naughty Dog handled developing Uncharted, and that's what they had. I mean, that's not like, their full resources, and that's what they have. I'm just saying that, like... Yeah, I mean, I think they're two equally sized teams now. Yeah, but, like, I'm just saying, but, like, if yeah. it's not... That's not even the A-team you know that's what? working on it. You know what really it. interests me? No, they're both A-teams, let's be I real. I mean, they're, they're A-teams they anywhere else. Uncharted, like, they have you know a team what I mean? Making, no, they're A-teams in 
Naughty Dog. Both of them. They're both A-teams. Like, there's no denying it at this point. They made The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and then they made Uncharted 4 back-to-back, and mm-hmm. Uncharted 3 before that, you know? Yeah. They, like, they have the talent. There is... But I'm saying, like, on Uncharted 3, there is such 3, a concentration was just of one talent team, there. and there's concentration. They split off. One team's working on Last of Us. Well, no, 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 no. They, they split it after two. Oh, two? I didn't know. It was, it was after, after two. two that they split the teams, because originally The Last of Us team was making Jack 4. Mm-hmm. But then they scrapped it because they they it wasn't they weren't feeling it you know, mm-hmm. and then they went to a, they started really making sad. something they wanted, I, yeah. But dude, the last I'm of us. I'm such a it, big no. Don't get me wrong, but I'm yeah. such a big fan of Jagged Dexter. You know like, that's you my know they're coming out. You know they're coming out on PS4, right? Yeah, I know, and I'm and I'm gonna buy it because I want them to know that there's still yeah. interest in that game. I don't, I don't, yeah. like, I just want closure for that world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there is um, some kind of closure in that world, but not in the same sense as yeah. I was looking for. What's up? We gotta wrap this up. Yeah, we can wrap it up. I we feel like we were ca- getting to the point of wrapping it up. Anyway. I know, but I know, but we're getting to the point where this is gonna be too big of a file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with this. Nah, it's cool. Because you know, I gotta go to I gotta go to IKEA in a bit. But I feel like right, we had a good right. podcast. A little yeah, slow this start. Yeah, ended up being pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just She's a slow this... forty. A slow forty minutes. It was a forty minutes. <laughs> I was talking for a while, man. I was trying to no, get us no, going. No, I know, I know. But what I was saying is, I feel like we should name this podcast Reggie Gigas or something, because you know he has slow start. I uh, that means nothing to me. Reggie Gigas is a Pokemon, one of the Reggies. They're like legendary, semi-legendary Pokemon. All right, this is that been are pretty cool. Anybody who knows Pokemon 12. are gonna are gonna get that reference. But I just this wanted been, to. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is episode twelve. Half Gen Podcast. We love you all. Yes. Next week, Ross should be back. Maybe Tony. Yes. We'll see. Yes, and then we'll get that we special podcast that other, Yeah, we didn't do that. I promised that last week. They made me a liar. It's not my fault. Also, I had to buy Persona 5 for myself. Nat owes me a game. I mean, owes Later, is a strong guys. word, but you know. I just appreciate you guys for listening to us.